Hey everyone, and welcome to another episode of Crushing Real Estate with Brian Pham, where we interview real estate professionals around the industry. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe to the show and leave a very positive review. We release an episode every single Sunday, so stay tuned. Enjoy. Hey guys, welcome to another episode of Crushing It in Real Estate. This week we have Thatch Nguyen. Thatch is a social media influencer. His influences ranges from Seattle to San Francisco to over the United States. He has a lot of fans everywhere. Check him out. He's also a real estate agent and investor in the Seattle area, ranging from flips, development, rentals, you name it. He knows it all. Definitely. Thatch, welcome to the show. What's up, what's up, what's up? Let's get it going today, baby. Let's do it. Hey, Thatch, how'd you get started into real estate? Uh, I got started in real estate by accident. Uh, I was uh, 21 years old, just graduated from high school. I'm mean, actually just graduated from college. Mm-hmm. And I was parking car at a Chinese restaurant called Tai Tung. Mm-hmm. And one of my friends, uh, she was studying for her test. Mm-hmm. And then she said to me, hey, you know what? You should do real estate with me. Um, because mm-hmm. I think you got a good mouthpiece and I think you do well. Mm-hmm. And plus, you know, you can make 7% on every transaction. Whoa. You told me that you got to split it multiple ways, right? When mm-hmm. I was young, <laughs> course, I was 21 years old. I was hungry and, you know, I was like, okay. So I went, uh, to school and to get my real estate license mm-hmm. and I got my license at 21 years old and I was Still living at my mom and dad's house. I mm. was confused. All right, what do you do now? You know what I mean? You got a license. Now what? Right. Mm. And I was so, man, so young. So, you know, didn't didn't even have all this stuff that people have today. Mm-hmm. And um, I went and I door knocked this Windermere real estate office. Luckily, it was a big brand. Mm-hmm. And luckily the broker was a real nice broker. His name was Brian. And um, you know, he interviewed me and he was like, you know, why should we hire you? The youngest agent right now is like 35 years old. You're 21 mm-hmm. years old. What are you going to do for us? You know what I mean? Yeah. I, I remember saying to him, hey, my dad is a social worker. He has a lot of Vietnamese clients in the area. And I heard that you don't pay me. I pay you for every transaction. So mm-hmm. what do you got to lose if you hire me? Ooh, right? I like that. And he liked that comment. And he's like, you know, I like this kid. He got a lot of ambition. I'm going to give you a try. Right? And so... You know, I got my real estate license and I hung it at the Windermere office. But still, I think I thought back then, OK, I'm in. I got I'm in that office. What do you all right, I made? It. I just got a job. But I'm like, but shit, ain't no paycheck. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. And then finally, after I got in, I realized, shit, you got to go to work, man. Mm-hmm. And uh, for the first three years, from 21 to 24, mm-hmm. I got started in 91. In 1994, for three years, I sat around the office just like anybody who we understand real estate, I was sitting around passively waiting for someone to call me. Mm-hmm. And at 21, the phone was ringing, bro. Let me tell you, <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. Because shit, no one who the hell's gonna hire a 21 year old kid to do anything for them, right? Especially a big ass house, the biggest asset. Mm-hmm. And um, at, uh, at, at, the, uh, at, at, at 24 years old, I met mm-hmm. Mike Ferry. And he came to Seattle to do a seminar and I went, and checked him out, and I liked it. He says, you can either passively sit around, wait for business to come, mm-hmm. or you can actively go out there and find the business. Mm-hmm. And he said, there's three ways to actively do something. One, spend a lot of money, 
mm-hmm. and hope someone will call you. The problem with that is hard to duplicate it and repeat it. Mm-hmm. And number two, sit around and wait for something to happen. Or number three, go out there and actively go out there and cold call, door knock, and find the business yourself. But if you're going to do that, you got to know what to say to people. Mm-hmm. And I was like, well, damn, that don't sound difficult. Right? I yeah. can do that. And I signed up for coaching, man. I signed up for coaching on the spot. It was you had a bucks half an hour every other week, and he taught me to go out there, know some scripts, right? Mm-hmm. And I memorized my script. And uh, in 1994, my journey began. I started door knocking a uh, hundred doors a day. Mm-hmm. It took me five hours to do it, Jesus and Christ. I did it for ten years straight, every day to go find listings. That's mm-hmm. how I started in real estate. Definitely, I like that story a lot. You bring a lot of good points, you know. You brought the fact that you know you were just sitting around the first three years, kind of waiting for things to happen, and then you went to this conference. I think I re- highly recommend listeners go to the conferences, get some knowledge, and then you took that knowledge, you came back, and you know what? I'm gonna take a lot of action. Like, That's it. Oh, Here's action. Exactly. I can't sit around. I need to do something. That's right. And at 24, that's absolutely amazing. You know, without technologies like Facebook, Instagram, time. Like you found a self-motivation to do it yourself. So props to that. What's crazy, bro, today, people go to seminar all the time. Mm-hmm. The difference is, at the end of the day, you got to stop being a fucking seminar junkie and start taking action. <laughs> hey, well said, man. I, a lot of people get stuck in their own analysis paralysis kind of thing. Where they, they learn too much and you can't move on, you know? That's it. But you're, you're, you're a different breed, you know? You mentioned that you door knocked at age 24, man. Door knock is one of the scariest things. It so is. It, like, Bro, I had every experience. I had people telling me, go learn how to speak English before you knock on my door. They let the dog loose on me. The dog chased me down the street, down in the yard. I got bit by one of them. Um, uh, uh, you know, there was hella prejudice back then, you know, when I started. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, I was door knocking in the neighborhood. There was a lot of Caucasian. I was door knocking a lot of neighborhood. I was Jewish, right? Mm-hmm. I didn't know no better. I was just stupid. I was just out door knocking like someone taught me how to do. Mm-hmm. And, um, and it was tough, man, because, you know, Seattle, like, you know, like the Bay Area, it's cold in the wintertime. It's raining out there, right? I had the, my mm-hmm. umbrella, but I made a commitment to door knock 100 doors a day, five mm-hmm. days a week. And I'm going to do it from 9 o'clock in the morning until I get done. And usually I get done about 1 o'clock. And mm-hmm. I think today when I look back, the biggest drive for me, bro, yeah. is, number one, when I've gone to all the seminar. I see a lot of successful people out there. I don't know how successful they are, but they just look successful on the panel. Yeah. And it gave me exposure. So if you have lack of exposure, it's hard to be hungry. Mm-hmm. And for me, I got exposure, and I see a lot of these rich, rich people and successful people with all the nice stuff they have. Mm-hmm. And I wanted it because my mom and dad come from Vietnam. We had nothing coming over here. Mm-hmm. And if I'm gonna, if I'm going to have it, I got to do it myself. And I was willing to do what it takes to have the nice stuff. And that's the difference in me and everybody else. So if you're out there listening, if you're not hungry, you got lack of exposure. Mm-hmm. I, I like that story a lot. Your parents came over nothing. I'm also Vietnamese. My parents came over for nothing as well. We have a lot in common. Yep. With the same mentalities, like you gotta make you gotta make things happen. You know, it's right. do or die. And that that right. drives you, man. And today, bro, I'm a multi-millionaire. <laughs> I have over a hundred some property. I got a hundred thousand dollars a month in positive cash flow. I am out of the right rat race. And you see my Instagram. I am door knocking still today. I know you do. You're 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 amazing. You're amazing in that sense. I follow your stories every day, dude. So with that segment, can you walk us through your first successful story that you have in your career? Like how it happened? What kind of deal is it? How'd you find it? Yes. 
Mm-hmm. My first house I ever bought. Let me mm-hmm. start with that. Okay. I was out door knocking like I normally do back in the day. And mm-hmm. I ran into these older couple and they said, hey, uh, have you ever thought about selling your home? They said, yes. Mm-hmm. And I was going to list it. It was, it was going to be listed for $109,950, mm-hmm. right, in the area called Beacon Hill in Seattle. Mm-hmm. And um, my wife and I saw the property as we get, we get ready to list it. And we asked them, hey, you know, this is a three-bedroom, one-bath house, unfinished basement. Would you mind if I buy it? And I just took the commission off it, mm-hmm. right, the 6% off it. They are like, sure, we do it. It's crazy. And, and I bought my first property. Now, back then, I was buying property that I call pretty much already moving condition. Already moving condition. Okay. Today, when I teach you how to buy investment property, never buy a property in moving condition unless <laughs> you want no profit. Okay? Yeah. Unless you want to ride it. So I bought that for as, you know, uh, 105,000. Mm-hmm. First time home buyer, I put down 5%, which is only about 5,500 bucks. Mm-hmm. And I rented it out still today. Mm-hmm. And I think I had three or four family in it since 1997. And today, mm-hmm. you know, after the appreciation going up, mm-hmm. right? Because I banked on appreciation. I didn't know, I didn't realize making money when you buy it at the beginning. Yeah. Uh, hey, that property is worth about probably close to 700000 And I own it free and clear. And we get like three grand a month on that house. I love that story, man. That's the first property I ever bought. Definitely. From for your first success, how do you get to where you got today, man? I know you got real estate projects going on, like development, flipping, like. Yep. So what happened was when I was, when I was, uh, when I got started, I met this mentor named Saul. He recruited me to come work at his office. And he has said to me, uh, you're 24, 25 years old, right? You can sell real estate and be rich, but you'd never be wealthy unless you own real estate. Because mm-hmm. rich is when you train your time for making money, you can have a nice house, nice car, but you just never have any retirement plan set up if you don't really own real estate. And the wealthiest people in the world own real estate. So mm-hmm. you got to own real estate. That's the key. Mm-hmm. And so that's why I bought my first house. And then what happened was, as I wanted to buy more house, there's only so much money you can make fast enough from selling real estate. Mm-hmm. And so I had to ask myself, how can I make more money in the same time frame on top of selling real estate to buy more houses? And flipping houses was a natural evolution that came right after that. Because mm-hmm. I was out there selling property to investors and builders, and, and I see what they were doing, and I will go, well, shit, you know what? I got a crew. I know what the number looked like. And so I bought flips. So the next evolution was I was buying flip. Mm-hmm. But back then, I didn't realize I was buying flip also for bragging rights <laughs> and to make some extra money. Mm-hmm. I didn't have standard on how much money on every flip I should make. I yeah. was doing it so I can say I'm a real estate agent and an investor back then. And then I was doing some of that. And then what happened was I was making more money. I was buying more rentals. And then I ran into a guy named Paul, who's mm-hmm. a friend of mine today, my partner today, and he was a builder and he was looking for land. And he said, if you ever find land, sell me the land and basically you can have the listing after they get mm-hmm. done. So I was like, no problem. So I was out there door knocking. I find vacant land. I sell it to Paul. Paul, give me the listing. Well, I did that for about a year or two. And then eventually him and I became a good friend. And then him and I started partnering up and doing it 50-50. Mm-hmm. And that's how I got into the world of new construction, single family houses. Yeah. Right. And then I started building townhouses and, you know, all that on top of still selling real estate. 
Now, again, I was doing that back then. I was young to say I was a builder, right? Didn't have the number, didn't have the standard on what I, what I should have today, but I was making more money so I can actually own more rental properties. That makes sense? Yeah, that, absolutely. And eventually, I met another guy and um, I didn't know much about building an apartment building or raising capital. Mm -hmm. I just had a lot of friends that actually had money that followed me. And so we bought our first big apartment building, uh, a 251 unit in Seattle. Wow. And we got permits for that. And I raised capital for that. And then I relied on my partner, David, to build it. And um, basically, we built it, sold it uh, in three years later. Mm -hmm. and, but that, that, ha that story has so many twists and turns on it. <laughs> it's probably my worst nightmare of real estate. Yeah. At the same time, it was probably the best real estate lesson in my life. Mm -hmm. And so after that 2008 market, 2010, when that whole thing ended, right, mm -hmm. we finally sold it. Mm -hmm. um, that was probably my biggest awakening and what I know and learn today. That's why today when you hear me preach, I preach something totally different from most of the guru out there. Mm -hmm. Yeah. What is, it, what is that lesson that you learned, by the way, so our listeners would know? Yep. So uh, number one is if you're going to find a partner, Make mm -hmm. sure you've been in bed with them long enough and know how they work. Oh, definitely. Especially in real estate, man. Especially real estate developing. Yeah. Because real estate developing takes a long time. A yeah. flip, you can be in and out in 90 days, six months, the, the latest. New construction, single family could be a year, right? Maybe a year and a half. Apartment mm -hmm. building, two year, three year, four year. So you have to actually know how, you know, the partner is. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, you're just going to have a long nightmare relationship for a long time. Mm -hmm. That's one. Uh, number two is um, when you ever do apartment building, you have to really understand what a niche you're going after. Definitely. You can't go out there and get built apartment building. So you can say I built a 100-unit building, 200-unit building, so you can brag. Mm -hmm. I didn't understand the niche. Today, I understand it's not about building a apartment building. It's about building a niche. Mm -hmm. okay? okay. And raising capital. You know what I mean? Raising capital is everyone loves to raise capital, but they have no idea what it takes to actually keep your investor happy, calm, mm -hmm. right? Throughout the whole mm -hmm. process of the journey. Mm -hmm. Good days and bad days. And then, <laughs> and, the, and then the biggest thing is raising capital overrated. Everybody yeah. want to raise capital but it's a lot of stress to go along with that. Mm -hmm. And at the end of the day, building a big apartment building after you're split with the investors and all that stuff, there's not as much money everyone think it is. And that's what I realized and I didn't know it until I did it. Yeah, those are really good lessons learned. But you know, you said a lot of great things as well. I think the first thing you mentioned is that, hey, you can't be, you can be rich, but you can't be wealthy until you own real estate, man. That's, that's it. That's that we, we need to hear because you see a lot of young people out there, they have a lot of money. You know, especially and, and I'm gonna say this one step further: owning real estate without paying down your mortgage is still a liability. Ooh, that's a good one. Okay, yeah. so don't get it twisted, people. Oh, I own three property. I own four property. What do you owe on it? Uh, well, how much positive cash flow do you have on it? Uh, until it's paid down, you don't really have true positive cash flow. That's true, man. Great. Come point. on, baby, let's go. Let's go. <laughs> And I think you bring up really good lessons learned too, you know, like you have to know your partnership and it's not just like, it's not just like real estate, real estate development. Like you have to, if you're going to go into an apartment and buy and hold with someone where it's absolutely like no exit date, no. there's not a syndication, 
You're married to that guy. You're married to that person. Yeah. I don't recommend if you buy any investment property and partner with someone owning long-term investment property with other people, unless you've been with that person for a long time, people. Yeah. A long time. Yeah. Absolutely agree with that one. I can uh, take a lesson from that. (laughs) But that's so funny right now, Brian. So many young people coming up, they all want to basically skip real estate because it's so slow. They don't make enough money fast enough. And they want to go raise capital from investor and flip houses and they try to own rent up for property with investor. Man, I'm going to tell you, stop listening to all these young people about flipping houses. You got all these people on Instagram talking about they flip houses, 20, 30, 40, 50 houses. And these are the same ass people I know when I talk to them behind the scene. I won't drop their name on this, on this, uh, on this, well, on this uh, uh, pod right now. But when I talk to them behind the screen and ask them, how many properties you've did you flip last year? 50. How many did you actually keep last year? And the answer is zero. You flipped 100 home? How many did you keep? Two. Man, cut it out. Quit flexing. That's bullshit. <laughs> you, just, you just create yourself a job, bro. That's it, man. That is it. <laughs> but they want to do it for the Instagram flex, bro. Right? Yeah. They ain't been around long enough. They ain't been around long enough to actually own real estate. And even if they own one or two, they haven't been around long enough to realize, damn, I don't have it paid off yet. And so these properties, they don't produce no cash flow. 300 bucks, 400 bucks. I got three or four of them. It ain't like I'm making a kill on it. And now this headed to come along with it. Yes. That's the reality of it. Yeah, I definitely agree with that one, man. And other things you mentioned, know your niche, dude. Know your niche. You may think, hey, I have 200 units, but it's all D-class, F-class neighborhoods. You're still screwed, bro. (laughs) Today, I have only three niche. Selling real estate is one niche. I still sell real estate as a residential real estate agent, so you got to know. Number two, I I buy single-family houses still. I buy them as a fixer, and I do what I call full burr on it, and I still Mm -hmm. do that today. Mm -hmm. I build row houses and townhouses. And I also pick certain area where I full burr those property mm-hmm. and I built micro apartment like I'm doing in downtown Oakland right now. It's a 90 unit apartment building. And then we're going to break ground. Matter of fact, in a couple of weeks. Mm-hmm. If you guys are in Oakland Bay area, please check out Valdez street. Yep. See a parking lot next to for what building you're at. Is, is that? That's it. Yeah. You're going to see like a yellow sign, a statues building guys. Come That's check it. it out. That's it. And if you don't know what burr is, it stands for buy it as a fixer rehab it, rent it, refinance it, and refinance it to pull your initial down payment back out. And you have to be able to hit 30% margin, mm-hmm. otherwise you can't pull up all your down payment back out. Mm-hmm. So that's why I say full burr, refinance, pull all your down payment back out, and then repeat the process. That's yeah. a full burr. People out there buying fixer upper with 10, 20, 15% margin, and they say, I'm burring. That ain't no damn burr. No way. That's just buying a fixer upper, keep it as a rental property. <laughs> I'm glad you clarified for our listeners. <laughs> Some feelings gonna be hurt, yo, but lesson learned. <laughs> hey, um, so the next session of the podcast will be mainly focused on you. Yes, we'll learn more about you. So, what is your short-term goal? One year, like, and at the end of next year, what is your long-term goal? Like five years from now, where do you see yourself? Yeah, a good question. Today, I'm 49 years old, right? And today, honestly, I really. I'm at this point now, and it's it's crazy. And I think as you get older, I think most people with older, they understand this. I think young folks don't understand this yet. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm not too focused on the when-year goal anymore. Mm-hmm. I have goals, but I'm not really that 
attached to it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and what I mean by that is that I have a five-year goal. Actually, I have a 10-year goal. By the time 2030, mm-hmm. I want to get to the point where I have more rental property. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to get to where I'm having $500,000 a month in positive cash flow. Of that, okay. Um, my kid, my last kid will be in college mm-hmm. uh, seven years from now. Mm-hmm. So that's why I went 10 years from now. So when my last kid gets into college, right, Hudson, then mm-hmm. I want to live in Seattle. Mm-hmm. One of my one of my short term goals is to actually have a waterfront house in Seattle. Mm-hmm. But right now, I'm stacking my own about more rental. Mm-hmm. So I want to have a waterfront house in Seattle seven years from now mm-hmm. or sooner, right? I want to have me a beautiful home in Newport Beach, California. Mm-hmm. And I want to have a beautiful home in Maui, Hawaii. Wow, I like that. And then, uh, I will live in those three places. Mm-hmm. And then during December and the holiday, I will travel through Asia. Mm-hmm. That's what that's, that's that's my vision, mm-hmm. and I will still do real estate, investing, buying, holding, and I will continue to keep inspiring people. My big vision in life is to inspire and empower beings of people to reach for their goals and dreams and see that anything's possible by me just sharing my own goals and dream and my journey. Yeah, I mean that that helps a lot. You know, it, it helps out seeing someone actually do it step by step. And for you, you're very consistent in social media too. You know, you're probably the most the most consistent person I see. And that's, that's absolutely amazing that you're reaching out. The thing is that, you know, I realize that if you're going to do one, then you got to be consistent. That's why today you still see me out there door knocking houses because that's how I find my deal. I door knock, I mail out, I cold call people and I do that, but I know it's a very effective. I don't spend like the other day I saw on Facebook, one of my friends, he spent a hundred grand on marketing to, to basically find a bunch of wholesale deal and his whole deal, sell deal. They probably make 10 grand. How the hell are you spending hundred grand to go yeah. get a bunch of small checks? I said, yeah. man, this whole entire year, I probably spent two grand on marketing and the rest come from trading time versus money. Definitely, man. Well, nobody want to trade no time. <laughs> I agree with that one. Hey, so as you mentioned, but, you know, you want to inspire and motivate, you know, people through your, by showing your goals. If we dive deeper into that, what is your source of motivation? What is your why? What's your reason? My you- big why today, bro, is this. Coming from Vietnam with no money mm-hmm. and had the blessing of meeting the right people and they have taught me the stuff that I learned today. Mm-hmm. When I came to Vietnam, we lived in a homeless shelter and mm-hmm. there was a gentleman named Charles Zettler that sponsored our family to leave the shelter to live with his, fam- with his mom, right? Mm-hmm. And that was the first experience of contribution for me. Mm-hmm. My dad became a social worker in the United States, and that was a second. Uh, um, when he died, I cancer in 2007. Sorry to hear. Yeah, 2007. Um, you know, at his eulogy, one of his really long, long, long time friends from Vietnam came and says that your dad was a huge contributor in the world, mm-hmm. and he did this and did that from Vietnam. He did that in the United States. I didn't know that because, of course, I, I've never. He never told us. Mm-hmm. And so when he passed away from cancer, I was there by his bedside and he passed away in my hand. And I asked one of my auntie, who was a channeler, mm-hmm. why did my dad leave so early? And my aunt says through her channeling, the spirit person says that your dad left early because he can hand the baton for you so you can go out there and make a difference in the world. So mm-hmm. today... Why I still go out there and door knock every day. Why I still go out there and continue to keep chasing my goal. Not because I need more money. Not because I need another car, another house. But to me, 
every day you are continuing to grow. You're going to grow like a tree. So you might as well go ahead and grow effectively versus ineffectively. Mm-hmm. So every day I'm going to continue to keep going after my goals and my dream. And as I go after my goals and my dream, uh, um, you know, I see myself today at this lighthouse. And as I am going after my goal and dream and achieving my goals and dream, I want to share that on social media, right? That's why you see me on social media. I don't tell people what I'm doing. I'm just sharing what I'm doing. And mm-hmm. as I am the lighthouse, I see myself as this lighthouse on the beach. And as I'm on this lighthouse, I am beaming my light bright into the ocean. And any boat that's out there that see the light and they need help, they will come to the shore and I will help them. And my goal is to get more people to come to the shore. I can help them so they can succeed, so they can also be the lighthouse on the ocean, on the beach of me. And my vision is to have millions of lighthouses on this beach. And together, we're going to beam the light into the ocean so we can make a difference in the world. And this is how all of us make a difference in the world, where each one of us chase after all goals and dreams and then be the lighthouse on the beach with me. And then we're going to reshine the light back into the world. We're going to, next, we're going to help the next boat come to shore. And that's how I see myself in the world. That's how I see myself making a difference in the world, other people. I love that, man. Amen, dude. I see the passion, the aspirations you have, the fire, dude. It's, it's, it's contagious. Like, I want to be able to do the same over here, you know? You're doing it right now, bro. What you're doing right now, you will be in the lighthouse. You know what I mean? But I want to tell people, the brightest light that you can do to shine on your lighthouse is to live your dream and succeed it. Because when you live your dream and achieve it, you are going to share your success, and then your light is going to be bright. The people who preach about shit and don't do shit, their light ain't never that bright. It's dim, <laughs> but it's never really bright. Absolutely agree with that one, man. So I, I love your, your your why, you know. So keep showcasing what you do. Keep inspiring what you do because you never know indirectly who you, who you might influence, you know. That's right. That's, right. So that's, that's right. a crazy thing. Most people think, oh, Brian or Thatch, you guys are just show-offs, blah, blah, blah. But we don't think that way. We think we're inspirations, you know, like – and you have people that come up to you or me and they'll say, Hey, Thatch, hey, thank you. Thank you for that. We need that. Right. You know? And having you those be showing off when you're sharing. See, yeah. telling is showing off. Mm-hmm. Sharing is not showing off. That's the difference. Telling and sharing, two different things. Yeah, I absolutely agree with that one, man. Hey, um, do you have any source of motive? Uh, do you have any source of inspiration that you draw from like books, podcasts, people you meet? Like, can you name some of those for our listeners to follow? I want to name one book and just keep it simple. Mm-hmm. If you want to change your life, because everything starts with 80% is mindset, 20% is action. Mm-hmm. If you want to change your action, you got to change your mindset. If you want to change your result, you got to change your mindset. Mm-hmm. This book right here and these people that wrote these books is the people who actually changed my life right here. Mm-hmm. Bam. Ask and it is given by Abraham Hicks. All right. Hold this me. right here, if you see me meditate on Instagram, is this type right here. Mm-hmm. Abraham Guided Meditation, but they have a book called Ask and It's Given. This right here changed my life right here, guys. This is the mindset shift right here. Anything yeah. I can recommend to you, this is the one. Many, many gurus follow this person. Oprah Winfrey, Wayne Dyer, Deepak Chopra, you name them, they all follow Abraham Hicks. Sounds great. With that being said, do you have any kind of morning routines or rituals that you follow or affirmations? I wake up every morning at 4.45. Mm-hmm. I get to CrossFit gym at 6 o'clock to 7 o'clock, Monday through Friday. Mm-hmm. When I get back to the house, I do my meditation 
and I do this journal and call it AID. It's there for appreciation. I write mm -hmm. down 10 things I appreciate every day. Mm -hmm. Number two, the I stands for intention. What do I want to intend today? And mm -hmm. the D stands for delegation. What do I want to ask God, the universe, or my dad to help me with? So mm -hmm. I delegate that to them. So mm -hmm. I do that every day for the last 10, 15 years. Mm -hmm. And that's my morning ritual. And then I um, get my kids ready for school. And then they go to school. And then from typically from 9 to about 11, Mm -hmm. I will get all my stuff together, and usually by 11 to about 3 o'clock, I go door knocking or, uh, or I cold call during those times. Oh, and wow. then during, uh, usually after around 3 o'clock is where I go see some of the appointments. Okay. Yeah. And that's was, obviously every day, Monday through Friday. I, I, can, I can absolutely verify that for our listeners. You know, <laughs> every morning I wake up at 5.30 a.m., I see Thatch already at 4.45 posting a story. That's it. That's it. <laughs> oh, when you got see me on Instagram, that is the day in the life of Thatch every single day. It ain't made up. It is real life. It's real. Hey, Thatch, if you could restart any point in your career again, it could be from your beginning or middle or development. What part of your career would you restart again and make sure you've done it correctly this time? Yeah, that's a good question, bro. Good question. When I was younger and I didn't understand this, I wasn't exposed to it enough. I wish someone told me to actually invest and hold real estate sooner. Mm -hmm. I was so young. I was hanging around crowds. I was young and all they were bragging about. When I was at the Mike Ferry, mm -hmm. I was young and all my young friends, we always on the panel sharing how well we're doing in real estate, how many transactions we're doing, how much money we're making, right? What mm -hmm. kind of nice watch we had, what kind of nice car we had. And we were sharing our success, but nobody on those panel ever talk about how many rental property that they own. Mm -hmm. And so I didn't do and do that right until I met my friend Saul. And so since I wasn't exposed to that, I didn't own a lot of rental property early in my career. And also when I was out door knocking, I used to do this, Brian. Nice mm -hmm. house, nice house, nice house, nice house. Ooh, ugly house. Oh shit, I knock on that house. Skip it. <laughs> Nice house, nice house, nice house. Oh, ugly house. Oh, I ain't knocking my house. That was the worst mistake. Yeah. Because today, this is how I do it. Nice house, nice house. Mm, ugly house. Yeah, let's go knock on it. Knock, 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 knock. Sounds like money. <laughs> today, not like money. Today, turn around. Today, I still work my past customers send the influence. They refer me a lot of listings. But if I'm going to go door knock today, I ain't door knocking randomly to get a listing or randomly get nice houses. I am specifically targeting ugly house and teardown because there's more money made in the ugly houses than a typical nice house as a listing. Because there's double up, triple up income than just a 3% commission on a house. Definitely. Fixer upper, I can double end it to my investor and get the list back. That's mm -hmm. three commission. If I didn't want to buy it, I can buy it and assign it. I can buy it, fix it and flip it. I'm going to buy it and fix it up and hold it. Those are all the opportunity I wish I knew early on, but no one told me that early on. And that's one of the biggest things I regret in real estate in my early career. Mm -hmm. I'm glad you all the people out there listening, listen, own real estate. That's where the real wealth is, is not selling real estate. Yeah, that's, that's a great tip for our listeners. Hey, Thatch, do you have any events or do you run any motivational conferences that's coming up that you can share with our listeners so we can come out to your events and support you? Yep, good question. So every 90 days, I relaunch my product and my coaching program. Mm -hmm. At the end of November, we are going to relaunch. 
And then basically our product and coaching, I teach real estate agent and investor how to start with the end goal of how much passive income they need, mm -hmm. how many doors they need, and then how to make the money fast so they can actually finance their lifestyle and finance their investment. Mm -hmm. I teach them how to go basically find what I call ugly houses. Mm -hmm. I teach them how to evaluate it. I teach mm -hmm. them the script to go out there, what to say, and go out there and cold call and door knock a seller, mm -hmm. ask them would they sell it. When you get them urgent to say yes, you're going to learn how to get that deal. You're going to learn how to sell it to investor, mm -hmm. double-end it, get the list back, and build your knowledge. And then when you do that six months to a year, you have enough knowledge and you make a lot of cash, mm -hmm. then you can learn how to buy and flip or buy and hold your property. And we'll teach them, I teach them how to do the burr model on mm -hmm. how to buy a property um, to do that way. So today I have a lot of agents that all want to get into the world of investing, but mm -hmm. I tell them, wax on, wax off first. I'm going to teach you how to find the property, identify the property, evaluate the property, learn how to find it and sell it to an investor, mm -hmm. and then learn how to do your own stuff six months down the road minimum to get the knowledge. Because today, Brian, I get agents still asking me today, just yesterday, someone asked me yesterday, that, can you tell me if the house I live in is a good rental property? God damn it. And he's a real estate agent. <laughs> Bro, you'd be surprised. Yeah. And I got agent and real estate flipper. I got flipper, brother. Did 30, 40, 50 flip last year. Mm. Who ping me on the end and the, and the cyan and say, Can you help me how to invest? Because here's the thing when you're a real estate agent, they teach you how to do CMA. Just because you know how to do CMA, do not know that you do not know how to do fix and flip or hold, right? Mm. If you're a flip, you know how to evaluate how to do a flip. That doesn't mean you know how to evaluate what's an ideal uh, number to how to hold. Mm -hmm. So you want to learn how to hold, you want to learn how to evaluate from that level. Mm -hmm. And if you want to learn how to flip, you want to evaluate from that level. So if you guys go to your cell phone, right? If you go to your cell phone and you text the, the number 5X to 55678, mm -hmm. you guys can get on the waiting list. And then in about a week or two, they're going to drop the uh the product and if you want to get in the product is very cheap mm -hmm. this is a whole entire manual that i use we put it into a system one time fee of 750 bucks fortune building the guy charge something like this for twenty five thousand mm dollars -hmm. and then after that there's a seven there's a hundred fifty dollars a month coaching call every month every week you get one hour coaching call with me live and my partner every week for one hour and that's 150 bucks but when you sign up for the 5x and you're waiting on the list, you're going to get this right here. Wow, this is a free five out. tip. Okay. Okay? Awesome. Get five tip on how to go make money quick right now. Okay? This is what I use. Listen, everything I preach, everything I put in book, everything I put out there, coach, is exactly what I do. The question is, are you willing to do the work? That's the biggest question. Definitely. I guess that's, that brings us to our very last question of the podcast. Yep. What, what kind of tip and advice do you have someone that wants to get started that wants or wants to quit this field so early like what advice do you have with these kind of people i'm gonna tell you right now see this chart behind you mm -hmm. you got to explain to our, to our podcast listeners too yep. so this chart here is a little version i created i call the four quadrant like robert kiyosaki you got the e mm -hmm. in my building here in oakland mm -hmm. right you got e staff employee 
in a realtor, real estate business uh, with a team and then passive income investment. Mm-hmm. The thing is, everyone, everybody want to get here. They have no idea what it takes to get here. They have no idea how to evaluate to get here. They have mm-hmm. no idea. And they got, then they really ain't got no money to get here. So mm-hmm. everyone trying to get in a hurry to want to get here, but have no idea how to do it. And they make the real estate business wrong mm-hmm. and owning, having a team wrong. If yeah. you want to get here, you have to maximize your real estate business and make a lot of money so mm-hmm. you can actually finance how to get here. Yep, how you get the investor. A team, you got to maximize your team. And it's not about being number one. It's not about actually being known and seen. It's about just making the money so you can get here. So these two categories is where it's your business. Make a lot of money in this business so you can get a lot of rental property. But the key is this. If you don't, if you don't put your money away, if you don't park it and you make a lot of money in real estate, you will spend it. Mm-hmm. So you got to pull it off the table and park it. Otherwise, you will never have any wealth in the future. But here, don't make this your end game. Make mm-hmm. this your end game. This is the vehicle to get to here. The more money you can make in your vehicle, the more investment you can have, the faster you can get there. And that's the biggest thing that I didn't realize when I was younger. So I'm going to tell all you real estate agents out there, all you flip out there, selling real estate, flipping house, building houses. If you don't pull no money off the table, you will never be wealthy. You'll always be rich, but you never have a, a retirement plan set aside. If you're going to make a lot of money selling real estate, flipping houses, building houses, pull the money off, buy your rental property, get them pay off. So 20 years from now, you can have the choice to work or not to work because you choose to, not because you have to. That's fine. Yep, I agree with that. And for our podcast listeners that can't see his, uh, his, yeah. his whiteboard, you know, he's pointing to the quadrant of real estate team and realtor because you guys have to leverage those two categories, become a real estate investor, you get passive income. And that way, you know what? You don't have to work, you don't want to, man. So just leverage those two fields. That's awesome. it. And that's the greatest field because you, it, it don't cost you nothing to actually open up that business. If you open up a subway shop, it costs $250,000 to open up a subway shop. A McDonald's, a million dollars. And here's a real estate agent. You, you can open a real estate office with zero money. Mm-hmm. And you can make more money than a subway shop if you really do it right. Definitely. But even if you own a subway shop, does not mean you have rental property. Mm-hmm. That's why a lot of the Vietnamese people that come to the United States, they own a lot of the Vietnamese sandwich shop. Mm-hmm. Right? They make a lot of that's their business. That's all real estate business. Their business is owning the fall business and owning the Vietnamese sandwich. And what they do is they make a lot of money and they older now, they're smart. They take the money, they buy a rental property. Mm-hmm. All the young people learn from the old people. Okay. Go yeah. make your money. Your real estate is the fall shop, the Vietnamese shop, the subway shop. Mm-hmm. And you have an opportunity to put as many zero on that, that check as you want. But the key is if you don't park the money in investment property in the future, you're going to work until you die. Warren Buffett said, if you don't find a way to, if you don't find a way to make money when you're asleep, you're going to have to work until you die. Definitely. 100% okay. agree with that. Hey, Thatch, how can our listeners find out more about you? Uh, you can follow me on Instagram. It's uh, my name, Thatch Win, mm-hmm. And also Facebook, Thatch Win. Awesome. I'll include those in the show notes, guys. Yep. Awesome. Hey, Thatch. Also, don't remember, don't forget, guys, if you want the free tip, just text on your phone 5X to 55678, and you guys can get those free tips. Sweet. I'll also include it on the show notes as well. Yep. Thatch, thank you for being on the show, man. I appreciate it. Thanks a lot, bro. I appreciate the opportunity, man. No problem, man. Thank you. Have a great one. All right. Talk to you soon. Peace out.